welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So I'm going to talk to you about um, a crown of glory and honour. A crown of glory and honour. Not a crown of shame and a crown of despair and a crown of hopelessness. But on your head tonight, if you could see in the realm of the Spirit, there is a crown of glory and honour, which means dignity, self-esteem, confidence, boldness, dominion. You are not a slave. You are not a servant. You're a son, a daughter of the living God and you are designed by God to rule and reign in life and to take over. Shout Amen in Jesus' name. So, so we're going to talk to you tonight about dominion again. Because uh, I got into the introduction of my service. I wanted to talk about the glory of the latter house, but I still have uh, another hundred years to preach. So there's a lot of me to preach about. So um, I don't want to leave you hanging. It's like that girl. You don't want to leave her hanging. You want to take on the date. Amen. Ach, smile toch nou alsjeblieft nou. Toe nou man, lijkt toch net of jylle happy is. Of jylle blaze dat jylle hier is vanavond. Okay, so um, uh, we, we know how God created um, the heavens and the earth in the beginning out of chaos, out of uh, um, a vacuum. God created this beautiful world that we see today before our eyes. And it's taken mankind to mess up this world, Okay. But in the midst of this chaos, this darkness, God is wanting us to recreate the future that we see. So there are challenges, there's darkness, there's chaos, a chaotic mess, and we don't want to go into everything again that is failing in this country because hardly anything is working. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to say it, but it's time to fix it. It's time to change it. It's time to bring light to darkness. It's time to be agents of change. It's time um, to realize I was born for this hour, prophetically, as a young person, to change what is happening in South Africa. Because the greater the darkness, the greater the light. And with chaos comes tremendous opportunity, which means it's time for creativity like never, time for innovation, time for boldness, time for resilience, time for guts, time for backbone, Anybody can buy a plane ticket and fly away. And sadly, most of the church is waiting to fly away. That means they're waiting for the rapture bus. Um, We used to sing back in the day, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. How many of you remember it? And we still, yeah. (laughs) We heard so much about the rapture and that we should prepare for the return of Jesus Christ that we forgot that God placed us here to occupy every space and to bring God's kingdom rule. That means we have to occupy the spaces that God gives us in culture, in politics, in business, in media, in entertainment, in uh, religious circles. Every space has to be occupied by the church because the people of this world is messing this world up. Those Um, uh, globalists, those people that are planning a new world order, meeting now in Davos, 
that have tried for the last 20 years to bring a new world order has failed. And the resignation of one of the Prime Ministers from a certain country down south somewhere next to Australia is a good thing that has happened because that person's agenda was so anti the Bible and anti what is a order that humanity needs. Because as, as, as Christians, we have to be pro-life, right? Because we were created in the image of God. That means every baby has a right to life. We understand abortion when it is a medical situation. The wife's life is at risk. But we do not accept that the mother has rights and the child has no rights. So we have to change those things. There are things we have to reform in South Africa. Say amen today in Jesus' name. Because every person matters. Every baby matters. And I'll tell you this prophetically. That's the first of one of the rulers in the world that will be coming down in the next two years. A lot of change, a lot of shaking, a lot of things are going to change because there's a prophetic word that will be fulfilled, which God said, as truly as I'm God, all the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And there is no globalist committee rulers that can change the order of God. So we will see the chaos in our world come into godly order before the return of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, jump to your feet and give Him praise. Come on, Cape Town! Uh, Cape Townians, I love you, but hey, you didn't move down there to go slow. Buy a bicycle and go lekker rei elke sondag. Ek gaan nou rei, want ek was bang vir die karre in Pretoria. Nou rei ek my vets in die perl op a sondagochtend. Lekker vir jou man. Jy is teruggeval. Nee, jy is afgeval. En ek hoop jy val van jou fiets ook af. I mean, it, it just shocks me how people lose focus of what this is all about because the only thing that really matters is what we do for God's kingdom when we get to heaven um, the conversation we are going to have is not how much money you have what house you lived in how many degrees you have how many houses you built how many buildings you built the only conversation that will matter in heaven is what you did for God's kingdom nothing else matters your position CEO president nothing else matters God's going to ask our president Maroma Pulsa what did you do for my kingdom Jacob Zuma what did you do for my kingdom what did you do for my people what did you do for the poor what did you do for the suffering so people quickly forget that they are to serve the purpose of God and they become lords unto themselves and we will not accept it and tolerate it any longer in South Africa. We will bring order to South Africa, order to every sphere of this country. And young people, listen, millennials, you better register and vote next year. Stop being the frog that sits in the pot and thinks everything is going to change. You have a voice, you have a vote, you have a right. And next year we have to change this government. And I'm not behind any political party, but we have to get rid of this dysfunctional government. Yes, I say that. Go tweet the pastor said this. Because I said it this week in a meeting with the president. This is enough. We can't have a dysfunctional country any longer. We need leaders that will govern. You know, when I take my car to, to uh, a dealership, 
I take my car to be fixed. I don't need the dealership to tell me what's wrong. So if it's broke, fix it. I mean, if it's broke, fix it. Don't tell me about crime and syndicates and all your stories. I'm not interested. You are in power. You fix it. Or if you cannot fix it, get somebody to fix it in the name of Jesus. Come on. Fix the potholes. Stop blaming somebody else. Fix the system. Fix the education. Fix the healthcare system. Fix the employment situation in South Africa. You have the authority. And it's time that the people take the power. People say to me, oh, be careful because you're inciting people and I had warrants of rest out for me during COVID. I wasn't inciting anybody to violence. I'm inciting people to action. Time to wake up. Time to stop thinking everything is just gonna change by itself because problems don't go away. This chaos will not disappear by itself. It's gonna take this young generation, this millennial generation of which 70% are unemployed to become the hellion with the devil, to become sick and tired of being sick and tired and to actually stand up and to make your voice be heard and to say something will change and stop always thinking it's better to go to New Zealand or Australia because I'll tell you something about some of those countries, they are so state controlled and police controlled that you actually have no freedom and no rights in those countries that you think are so free. So you better wake up. South Africa is a good land. South Africa is our promised land. South Africa is where we will build a future for our children and for our children's children. Now everybody that believes in a future shout Amen. People always ask me what's in here. Well, if I have to tell you, um, you'll all become addicts. <laughs> and I'm joking, man. I'm joking. I actually put things in here to tone me down. You understand? My energy is too high. So it's like calming uh, medicines because I'm too much sometimes for people, for the sleepy Joes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 then God said let us make man in our image not man evolving from a monkey you believe that we know who you are and what you are right not from some amobia proteas that spilled out on a red rock not from something in the cosmos that just evolved into a human being. No, you were created by God. Not only was Adam created by God, you were created by God in your mother's womb. And, and that's why I'm so pro-life. I'm a pro-lifer. You better hear me clearly. And I'm gonna be very vocal and will not support a political party that is not absolutely pro-life. In the conference, the Planet Shakers conference, when I preached in Australia, there was a man with me who preached, a beautiful, wonderful man, preaches to one and a half million people every year. I'm gonna bring him to South Africa, Reggie Dabbs, you can Google him, a phenomenal evangelist. His mother was a prostitute, his story, nothing to be ashamed of. And uh, she fell pregnant with him, with um, one of her customers, who she didn't know who was the dad, because I mean, let's uh, get it, okay? Those girls get around, right? For money, they have to. And she did it just to survive. So I don't judge people 
But I say to people, there's a better way. You don't need a sugar daddy. You don't need to sell your body. You don't need to take a bribe. You are created in the image of God. And if you will put that crown of glory upon your head and honour, that you will accomplish things people thought will never be accomplished. You will leave your environment and you will go back and change your environment. You will leave that place where there's no education when you find yourself in God. And, and his mother thought about an abortion, never aborted him. And uh, he went into a foster care system. Somebody introduced him to Jesus Christ, changed his life. And today he's one of the great evangelists talking to the young people in America. A child that was born in the sight of people illegitimately. But I'll tell you this, there's no child illegitimate. There's no child not predestined by God. I don't care how you got here. The fact is you are here tonight and you have a daddy. And your daddy is your heavenly father. And your daddy says, I created you fearfully and wonderfully. I placed you on this earth and I have a future and a destiny for you. Come on, millennials. Come on, generations. He shout amen in Jesus' name. A lot of kids that grow up in estates entitled amount to nothing. You can grow up in a squatter camp and get seven distinctions by candlelight because you have dignity, you have self-respect. Your environment does not determine your level of self-respect. Your belief determines your level of self-respect. That boy doesn't determine your level of self-respect. You determine it. When you understand how God created you, who you are, and you love yourself as God loves you, and you carry yourself like a king or a queen. Okay, I'll say like a king or a priest, because otherwise we get confused. Peace. Um, all the watchers and the haters and uh, God bless you in any case. I hope you make heaven. So God said, let us make man in our image <coughs> according to our likeness. <laughs> Where's the image of God right next to you? It may be a diminished image, but it's still an image of God. Let them have Dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every cattle, of all the earth and over all creepy things that creep on the earth and that includes the devil. Amen. Who's the major creep? Who's under our feet? Say amen. And they have to fear the devil. I'll talk about the blessing next Sunday morning. You don't have to fear a, a generational curse because in Christ you are blessed and that curse is broken. You don't have to fear the sins of your forefathers because you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have to stop living bound to your past and live in the present in the identity of Christ Jesus. Say Amen. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God He created him. Male and female. Two people. He created them and God blessed them. We're going to talk about that next week. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Now remember, this instruction is just after the word was a chaotic mess or a chaotic mess. You may be facing a chaotic mess. Empty space, the earth was without form and void. The New King James Bible says, darkness was upon the face of the earth. So yeah, God comes. We see acceleration in Genesis chapter one, the theme of our year, supernatural acceleration. And in six days, not 6,000 euros, um, God creates the heavens and the earth. 24 hour space. It was morning, it was evening, like today. The Bible is not confused. You are, God's not confused. God doesn't need time to set things in order. And that's good news. 
That means no matter how long your delays has been, how bad your hardship has been, God can set things in order and God can bring order to your chaos and God can bring change to your world in a very short space of time in Jesus' Name while you're asleep, while you are sitting in church, God can be touching your loved one and bring change to your world. Say Amen tonight, that means Amen, let it be so. So six days, God creates a beautiful world. He envisages a future for the children. Our children, our children's children's children. That's why we can't sit on the sideline. We have to envisage the future, have a vision for the future, declare the future, let there be light, and then create the future. The same way God did, by acting with dominance. He dominated the space. He dominated the chaos. See, my friend, God wasn't overwhelmed by darkness. He overcame the darkness. He wasn't overwhelmed by chaos. He overcame the chaos. He didn't blame Satan. And we understand in Genesis 1, and I don't want to go there. Um, uh, verse 1, Genesis 1, between verse 1 and 2, there is something that happened because water darkness talks about judgment. The first flood, the second flood, Noah's flood. So there was darkness, there was judgment. This world was destroyed once. Then God doesn't create it, He recreates it out of chaos, darkness. Whatever the case was, we can go there biblically, etc. So God doesn't look at that and say, I never thought Lucifer was going to rebel against me. Lucifer, the chosen, the anointed cherub that covered the throne of God, who thought I'll be like God, I'll ascend above the throne of God, I will be better than God. And he got a third of the angels to worship him. And God cast him down to the earth, the first judgment. And judgment was upon this earth. Then God comes and he recreates out of a place of judgment and a place of chaos and confusion and emptiness. God recreates a beautiful world exactly what God is going to do. No matter your mess up, no matter your mistake, no matter your mishaps, no matter your failure, no matter what got you to where you are tonight, God says, I'm gonna do something beautiful and something new. I'm gonna create a new beautiful world out of your life, that tragedy. I'm gonna turn into a triumph, that mistake. I'm gonna make a miracle, that setback. I'll turn into a comeback. Oh, say amen tonight in Jesus' Name. So the, the issue is not how you got to the place of chaos, or how South Africa got to the place of chaos. We all know how, okay? Not rocket science. You ride the car off the cliff, you drove it, buddy. I take my car to you, fix it. If you can't, find the person to fix it, Eskim. the pothole. Fix the education. We're tired. No, 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 we're not tired as a matter of fact. We've had enough. I said we've had enough. We're not going to be these passive little Christians sitting on the side and think nothing can be done. Listen, the people have the power. You have the power. When the people in South Africa will stand up united, irrespective of their belief, irrespective of their political aff affiliation, and say, we want this broken country fixed. You better believe that this government is going to get fire under their backside. And if they don't, they're going to be replaced by a government that will begin to serve the interests of the people and alleviate the pain and the suffering and get rid of poverty and unemployment. We are going to see 
by the first of May next year, a radical change in South Africa. I prophesy it, I declare it, and I'll tell you this, if this government will not serve the people of God, then the people of South Africa, they will be no more after the 1st of May 2024. I announce it, I declare it, as Bishop Tutu said, the time will come for the church where the church will have to stand up and say, people who do not serve the people, we have to pray them out of power so that the people can be helped. Say Amen in Jesus' name. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. Because if we don't fix this country, no matter how long you fast, you're still going to suffer. While you fast and pray, the lights go out. So let's go beyond fasting and prayer. I fast and pray, okay? I'm a prayer. I believe in prayer. But the church believes that's all they should do. And that's why we're sitting in this mess. Because we're not activists. Huh? Am I shocking you? Well, then go pray. And if you're an estate agent, don't go sell a house again. If you're a doctor, don't see a patient again. Let's see how much money goes into your bank by the end of the year. So don't tell me the church, who is the authority on planet Earth, all we have to do is pray and we should not engage. We have to occupy, and I'll show you from the Bible, in this space. How? By understanding who we are. We are created in Christ to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We are seated above in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might and dominion. We are not under circumstances. We are called to subdue circumstances. We are called to change our environment. We are called to engage every level of society and to bring reform to society. Amen. So God blesses them. God says to them, be fruitful and multiply. And then He says, subdue the earth. Now remember, we don't dominate people, okay? That is evil. Nowhere does the Bible say one group should dominate another group. The Zulus should dominate the Kosa, or the Kosa should dominate the Afrikaner, or the Afrikaner should dominate the English. That is not biblical. Because the spirit of domination is never towards other human beings. The spirit of domination is a spirit that opposes social injustice, is a spirit that will subdue adversity, that will find solutions, is a spirit that will bring light to places of darkness. So when we talk about dominion, and I laugh at this. You know, I sat here on the guest speaker's lounge and I won't go into detail because I always just, I talk a lot, but I also listen a lot. I've got two ears, one mouth. And if I talk so much, you must know how much I'm listening. Okay. So um, I'm like women. Women have to talk 25,000 words a day. I tell you what, I have a lot of estrogen. I need to speak more than 25,000 words a day. Sometimes I have nobody to talk to, so I talk to my dog. Okay. So, um, and I, I was listening to people sitting back there from different uh, cultures. And now some of them blatantly said, we are the superior race in South Africa. I almost fell out of my chair. Because inherently everybody believes it because that's the arrogance of, of your flesh. And Paul who was superior said, all things are counted as gain. And he goes through his pedigree. A Hebrew of the Hebrews of the tribe of Benjamin educated under Gamaliel. He's a learned apostle. He's one of the top men of his day. Culturally, he's purebred, not like you and me who are grafted in, by the way. 
We are Gentiles. We are grafted in by faith. So we have no reason to boast in the flesh because in our flesh, there's no good thing to boast about. Paul, a Jew, circumcised, the chosen race of God, says, my culture, I count as rubbish, as dung. Because although we celebrate culture, your culture can be one of your greatest stumbling blocks to fulfilling or to becoming who God called you to be. Because every time things don't happen, you fall back on your natural DNA. And actually what matters is your spiritual DNA. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself to me. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So if we talk about dominion and authority and glory and kingship, then we have to understand everything Adam lost was restored through Jesus Christ. His death, His burial, His resurrection, sending the Holy Ghost, and then the revelation that we are now Christians, which are what? Christ bearers. We are now those who carry and bear the image of Christ in the earth. That's what Christian is. A bearer of the image of Christ. Therein lies your authority and your dominion. Your dominion doesn't lie in your personality, forceful though it may be. It doesn't lie in your sharps and smarts, although you should be very educated, especially at this hour. Your dominion lies in who you are in Christ, understanding who you are, who you were made to be. And if you understand who you are in Christ, then nobody can intimidate you because the Christ who is in you is greater than anything that is in the world. You hail from God, you're born from above. The greater one lives on the inside of you. You have the DNA of God on the inside of you, which far supersedes anything your culture can do for you. So I think culture is a beautiful thing. I, I, I think in the Western world, people have lost so much uh, 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 becoming so sophisticated. So I'm for a beautiful traditional wedding. I think it's one of the most beautiful things when I have the privilege to go and I see the colour and, and, and how everybody celebrates. And in the Western world, it's just quickly. You know, they have a service and the bride and the groom and the person who, who arranges the marriage quickly tells you, we just want to get this over as quickly as possible, okay? Because they want to go to bed. I mean, they want to go on I mean, they want to, they, they, they want to go to drink. I mean, they want to go to the after party. Because nobody actually wants to celebrate the moment. But in Africa, people still celebrate. In the Middle East, they still celebrate. So even in culture, we've lost a lot of things. Although, and, I, and that's why I say I celebrate culture. But I do not put my trust or confidence in culture. Because culture, if it is not, subservient to your Christ identity, then you will always fall back to something in your culture. Like I heard a preacher recently say that if your prayer doesn't work, you know where to, you, to find your healing. Go back to your cultural roots. Now, sometimes people think white people have no cultural roots. Man, listen, we come, our forefathers said, ook dol ose gegooi. Verstaan jy mooi? Huh? Weet nie wat het in Engels is nie. They threw bones as well. Yeah, our white forefathers, they also threw bones. They called it in Afrikaans, a dolos. And I tani is geboren met die helm. My oma was geboren met die helm. Ons het sylle bygeloof gehad, reg of verkeerd. So sometimes people look at white people and say, you don't understand anything about the culture. Oh, so we just came from Planet Zeus. 
My kultuur was ook een coöperatie. Nee, nee, nee. Nee, ach, ik speel nou maar nog niet mijn kwaad woord. Nee, oké. Okay. Nee, heeft mijn kwaad woord. Nee. Ik heb daarom iets van een coöperatie. Een tuinwerk. Ah, jullie slaags, dat kijk jullie op mij zo. Okay, just move on. Just move on. So, he creates us in his image to have dominion. The word dominion means, as I said this morning, control. So, when you lose control, you've lost uh, dominion. Dominion means supremacy. <laughs> the Bible says the righteous is better than his neighbor. Stop minimizing yourself and looking at all your flaws and your faults. Begin to see who God created you in Christ. God says in Him, you are perfect. In Him, you are above. Begin to look at who you are in Christ Jesus. You have supremacy, not inferiority. People have belittled you. People have spoken down on you. Maybe you were not the brightest in the class, but God says you are the brightest star. God says you have dominion. God says you have supremacy on the inside of you. You just have to believe it so you can rise to supremacy. That doesn't mean you believe you're better than anybody else, but it definitely means you know nobody else is better than you. Educated, uneducated, money, no money. Nobody else is better than you because you were created equal in the image of God and your supremacy lies in your God creation. God created me to rule and reign in life. So if you're in a bad place now, you don't bow to that bad situation. You get a social grant, it's okay. But you have to use that as buying time so that you can discover yourself, start a business, Get yourself out of that situation so that you're not a victim of somebody else's handout. You take control. That's what dominance means. You take control of your life. I ain't staying in this place any longer. I'm not waiting for anybody else to help me. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna rise up. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna be the best version of myself. And I'm gonna occupy the space that God gives me even if it's a little bit of space. In a restaurant as a waiter, I'm gonna occupy it with the best attitude. I'm gonna be the best waiter. I'm gonna be the best attendant. I'm gonna be the best uh, street cleaner, whatever it is. No matter how low the job you do is viewed by other people, you give dignity to the job. And if you will serve in your prison, God will bring you into favor with a chief of the eunuch. If you will serve with a great attitude, somebody will notice you and your promotion will come. Oh, that's a word for somebody. Shout amen in Jesus. So we're not gonna become part of, of, of the toy toy bunch and, and wait for things to change. We are gonna take control of our lives and become imitators of God and uh, live in dominion, which means we master ourselves, our minds, our emotions, our thoughts, our words, um, our relationships, uh, our habits. We're gonna talk about it in the evening's sin. Not preach sin, but talk about sin has no power and sin should not have dominion over your life because you have been saved. The, the domain, the dominion, the power of sin is broken of your life. So if sin controls you, 
it's because you're not walking in dominion. So we're going to break addictions. We are going to break strongholds. We're going to set people free by the power of the Holy Ghost. This year, you are going to walk in dominion. Freedom. Say amen in Jesus in every area of your life. So uh, it also means dominance. So we were created for dominion. We were created for dominion over de- the devil, darkness, his works, his plans. We were created to be the head and not the tail. We were created not be, to be subdued by circumstances, but to subdue circumstances and adversity, to face it. Because problems don't go away by itself. You have to face it and you have to conquer it. We were created not just to survive, but thrive, to be fruitful, to multiply. We were created to be the head and, and not the tail, to overcome, not to be overwhelmed. We were not created just to get by. We were not created to roll over. We were not created to just follow any agenda. It's one of the things I questioned a lot during COVID. Why can people not think for themselves? Why just buy anything people shove down your throat? Why? If your will is something sovereign and you should be a seeker of information, and you should exercise dominion and make your own choice, your own decision. Nobody has the right to violate freedom of choice. No one. To the beautiful TV audience, you've got to go. We'll miss you. We love you. God bless you. Have a great week. Amen. So, one John chapter 5, I won't be long. Nine o'clock. It's like people that don't go to gym, they're there for a minute and they talk more than they exercise. You're wasting your time, man. <laughs> okay, 1 John 5 verse 4, divide Bible says, you see every child of God, every child of God overcomes the world. Every child of God overcomes the world. Our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So who are the world conquerors? Who are the world conquerors? You. And how many rams? I mean, how many... (laughs) Is... He says, so who are the world conquerors? That's a question. Now I'm asking you that question. Who are the world conquerors? If you, if you don't overcome, you will be overcome. If you don't conquer, you'll be conquered. If you don't stand up, you'll be pushed down. So I don't know where we get this mindset of Christianity that is this passive Sunday visitation every now and again. We created in God's image. We created in God, God's image to make a difference in our world, starting with our own lives. We created to be fruitful, to multiply. We created for dominion. We created to occupy space. We created no matter where you start to end at the top. That's biblical. I'll show you from the Old Testament to the New Testament. You were created by God. 
You're created in God's image. I mean, it's not like God wakes up one morning and says to Michael, I don't know what we're going to do with what's happening in the world. God is in total control. As a matter of fact, the Bible says He sits in the heavens and He laughs at His enemies. He's, he's not perturbed by these world rulers in Davos and these globalists planning their wicked schemes to control people and to bring more poverty to the nations of the world, etc. The Bible says God just sits on His throne and He laughs at His enemies. And that's how we should be. We should be unintimidated. We should laugh at our enemies. We should stand up and, and, and shout and rejoice in the presence of our worst adversity. Come on in Jesus' name. We should have a spirit of dominion no matter what we are facing and put a smile on your dial even if you have no reason to smile because that's Satan's worst nightmare when you rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice when you turn your mourning into dancing. That is the devil's worst nightmare because he loses his hold and he loses his power over you because you act like your heavenly father who sits on a throne on high and he looks at these rulers on the earth and he laughs at them. And every time he taps his foot, there's a whole shaking on planet Earth and governments and powers will tumble and come down in Jesus' name. Listen, they are coming a great shaking, the days that lie ahead, but the shaking will be for the glory of God and for the church of Jesus Christ to arise triumphantly. This is your greatest hour because it's an hour of darkness and the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Shout Amen in Jesus' name. My word. It's like people have lost their fighting spirit, meaning they've lost their, 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 their dominion. Some things you should not tolerate. I said it, you should become sick and tired of being sick and tired. Stop throwing your, your shots this big. Throw this stupid alcohol out, man. Claim back your territory. Claim back your dominion. Take charge of your life again. Listen to me by the grace of God and by the power of God. Get order back into your life by the grace of God and for the glory of God. Come on, you're not some weakling. You were created in the image, in the likeness of God. Stand up, O man of God. Rise up, O woman of God, in dominion in what God created you to be. This is your time. Stop. Allowing Satan to pacify you. So he says, every child that overcomes the world for, you see, for faith is the victorious power. So who are the conquerors defeating the power? Those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's enough. I mean, one Christian has more power than Satan and all the demonic forces of hell. Even if you're in the little toe of Jesus. You're still in heavenly places. You're exalted. You're above. Stop acting, you're beneath. Start standing on who God created you to be. Are you listening to me, young person? Start occupying space. I don't say go squat on, 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 on the neighbor's farm. That's illegal. I say the space that God gives you. 
So just now people misinterpret. And the next minute you're squatting on my pavement. I'm, I'm, you won't come to my pavement. I'll tell you what. I've got a big dog. So there's enough other space to occupy. There's nothing confused you. Huh? So 1 John 4 verse 4, the Bible says, You're of God. You are of God. Another translation says, You hail from God. It says, You are born from God. And you have overcome them because He who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So for, for us to walk in dominion, we have to be imitators of God. Ephesians 5 verse 1 says, Be imitators of God as dear children. So we imitate our Heavenly Father. We don't imitate our grandfather. We don't imitate our forefather. We don't imitate Saint Joseph, St. Bernard, except if you ski, he's welcome every now and again. Amen. If you're in an avalanche. <laughs> That's the only time you're looking for a saint. <laughs> but other than that, you don't need a saint. You're a saint. Okay? St. Paul is not more holy than you. So you don't have to pray to St. Paul to get the attention of Jesus. You can pray to the Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You have access to the Father. You're a child of God. You're not a grandchild. You're not an orphan. You don't have to pray through Pope Paul or pray through Mother Mary or pray through anybody else. We honor Mary for the birth of Jesus and she has a special place in heaven, but we don't pray through her. She was the vessel that birthed Jesus. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. I am a child of God. I am created by God. I am created in the likeness and image of God. Are you listening to me? This is who I am. So after God creates Adam, He creates him for rulership. Adam and Eve, both of them. Male, female. Female, not inferior to male. Created equal. Right? Marriage, equal. Not a husband, wife, equal. Side by side, submitting one to another wife, submit husband's love. So God creates Adam and the first thing God does is He blesses him. Then God instructs him to be fruitful and multiply. There's no reason for you to have a life that's not progressive. Not if you walk in your God-created identity. And I'll say it again, your departure point is not the issue. It's your vision that will relocate you and put you in the place where God has for you. So then He instructs him to fill the earth. So when God talks to His people, and God gives vision, it's never something small, it's never something stagnant, and it's never something that's chaotic. Everything about God is progressive. His final words to the disciples who are going to all the world and preach the Gospel. After He says, all authority, all power in heaven and earth is mine, go therefore. So God instructs them in Luke chapter 19, although they have to go into an unfavourable environment, God instructs them to expand His kingdom and to exercise dominion without any excuse coming back. God, I couldn't do it. God, it was too difficult. God says, no, I created you to succeed. You may fail, but get up again. You may fall, get up again. You may not overcome, but get up again. Try again, try again, try again, until you overcome in Jesus' Name. You do not quit. You were created in the image of God. If things don't change, you keep on until they are changing. Little by little, you possess the land that God has given you. You make up your mind. I am unstoppable. I will not back down. I will bring order to the chaos in my life by the power of the Holy Ghost. You make up your mind 
and you stop listening to everybody else that tells you what cannot be done, what God's will is not for your life, because we go to the book of beginnings, how God meant it in the beginning and the first conversation God has with man. God says, have dominion. God blesses them. God says, subdue the earth. God says, be fruitful. God says, multiply. Then God says again, have dominion. Because you're not going to be fruitful and multiply with a wimpy, uh, spineless mentality. You need an attitude of dominion to cross over like Joshua and to take the land of promise that God has for you. Are you listening to me? So, so people that are just hanging around waiting for things to happen, sorry. Things aren't going to be happening. They're not going to be changing. Somebody has to go fix that stupid ESCOM generation who knows what they're doing, generator. Otherwise, it's going to remain broke, okay? Somebody's going to fix the bottle. Otherwise, you're going to struggle to find your car in a month's time. So the mess in your life has to be fixed. It's not going to fix it by itself. And it starts with choice, amen? And choice again is dominion. I'll finish now. I see for some of you this is enough. So, um. so Psalm 8 verse 1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Even the scientists that believe there is no God now acknowledges there's a God. There's a guy that I follow, on, I don't want to say his name, but it sounds like Jordan something. He's, he's a brilliant psychologist who was a total atheist who has turned to Christ and is one of the most intelligent debaters you can listen to. Uh, and young men especially listen to intelligent debaters. Okay, don't just hang around your circle. Three blind mice, three blind mice, three blind mice. I, I didn't talk about you. I said... Go tell your friends. You have to get outside of your circle, outside of your, outside of your world, outside of your space. Huh? To, to be more like God. That means you need to be planted in a church and you need to be stretched beyond your religious beliefs. Behind, beyond taking your bar bread. What was that thing that everybody had? This little thing in their verse for the day. You know, Arivari, pull a verse. This is what the Lord says to me today. Get beyond that. Walk with God, have a relationship with God. Stop messing around. Get serious with Jesus Christ. Okay. So he says, We have set your glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. You have ordained strength. Babies know. Children know. No child is corrupted until it, uh, adults corrupt that child. No child is a racist until somebody tells them they're black or white. No child believes that they can not do something great until people in the environment tells them they're not born to be great. So, so nobody spoiled Adam. Adam had a direct conversation with God and God told him how great he was and what he could do. And that's the conversation we should have with our children. Not talk to our children about the darkness and the chaos and the problems and your racial beliefs and put your racism on your child and still be angry with Jan van Riebeek. My liever jimmel, ek ken nie vir Jan van Riebeek nie. Ek het niks met Jan van Riebeek te doen nie. My bloedlijn is nie as Hollands nie, asjeblief man. Los my. Los my. Jan van Riebeek is nie my voorvader nie. Dankie. 
Ek is nie een kaaskop nie, dankie. Jemel, ek het Franse bloed. Duitse bloed. Zuid-Afrikaanse bloed. Liquor is all sorts. Zeker Spaanse bloed ook. Met eers, eers met, met het reense bloed, ek is bykie passievol om een van die dode uh, mense te wees. Hmm. Misschien al die ons het so fietsrijl as allemaal kom van die kaas, uh, kaasfabriek. Ek rij jou fiets, maar kom met jou op een sondag rij, man. Wat is fout met jou? Wat het ding is, is fout met jou? Jemel, man. Krij jou lewe. En dit is nie ou fietsie wat jy gaan rondrui op een sondag nie. My word. Jemel, as ek kar jou omrui op een sondag, gaan vir die heroe, en ons die heroe kom met jou met my skerm en sê, kom as jy in die kerk gewees nie. Sondag is nie jou dag nie, is die Heerese dag. Is die Heerese dag. Nou sê die Asian van Brebeek nou bezig om die reo te praat. Nee, dit is Afrikaans, dit is ook om bijstel. Wat daar gevorm is in die kaap. Wat allemaal op neergekyk het. So asjeblief toch man, kry toch, word, word toch net kinder geleer die geskiedenis van die land, voordat jy nie daar sit in ons as uitblaker, uit jou hoek van. Daar sê, genoeg nou. Julle sien, dis ek maak in Engels spreek, because if I preach in Afrikaans, I'll say wrong things, ok. But, out of the mouth of babes, there I sound like a baby now, and, and, and nursing infants, you have a day in strength, because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger, that's why I'm saying Satan is after our children, and we will fight for you, generation Z, we will fight for you, millennial generation, because you are going to change this world, and you are going to reshape the culture of this world, in the name of Jesus, amen. He says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your, your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? So what is God thinking about tonight? You and the son of man that you visited him, for you have made him a little lower. That word little lower is actually equal, not God, but in the image of God than the angels. That the writer struggled with because that word angels means Elohim, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We're not under the angels. As a matter of fact, we will judge the angels one day. The Bible's very clear. And angels are there to serve us. We're not there to worship angels. Angels are there to serve us. That's the Bible. So people say, I heard a vision of an angel and wah, 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 wah. I say, whoopie doo, be doo, doo. You shouldn't be falling over. The angels should be falling over if you walk in the image of Christ, because you are heirs of salvation, they're not. They're not. Jesus died for you, He didn't die for them. So we don't worship angels or seek angels. We're not overwhelmed by angels, they're messengers. Sent by God to assist us, the heirs of salvation. 
So it says, you made him a little lower than the angels. Listen, you have crowned him with glory and honour. Everybody say glory. No, I said everybody say glory and honour. So there's not more glory for a white person or for a black person or for a Spanish person or for an Asian person. There's one glory and that's for every human being that is created by God. We are all created equal in the sight of God. We are all created to carry glory and to have honour in our world. That's why we have to see one another through the eyes of Jesus Christ and love one another and do whatever we can in our power to lift some, to lift everybody to a place of glory and honour. That's why we can never accept poverty. We can never accept unemployment. We have to be the people that will eradicate poverty and lift people to glory and honour because that's how God created every human being for glory and for honour. And I'll tell you, there's no glory in poverty. There's no honour in poverty. Jesus came to eradicate poverty from the face of the earth. The only reason poverty exists is because of the spirit of greed. So this globalist mindset is to capture the economies of nations, which will cause more people to be impoverished. So we have to be very intentional to liberate people, not just spiritually, but physically as well. Are you listening to me? It's actually the mission of the church. I'm not getting to that. I'll get there next week. It's the mission of the church. Not just to have revival, but to bring reform to society. Because in the New Testament, Jesus teaches us to pray our Father. Give us our daily bread. And in 1 John, He says, if if you see your brother in need and you don't help him, how dwell the love of God in you? So that's why I say, people want to hear a New Year's message. Oh, pastor, talk to me about me, my life and my dream, etc. Please, we are so far beyond that. We want you to be blessed in your business so you can be a blessing. We want you to prosper so that you can make a difference in this country. We want you to go to the head of your company so that you can occupy space for the glory of God because the Bible says the mountain of the Lord shall be built on top of every other mountain. That means the house of God will be exalted. That means the children of God will be exalted so that we can have influence for God and change our world to alleviate the pain and suffering to help other people. It, 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 so, so education, Christianity, whatever it is, is never to you and for you. It's to you, through you. Otherwise, it's, it's meaningless. And, and sadly, that's where most people are. They're sitting in a pot, the water's boiling. They're the frog. They're not going to jump out because they're resilient. They think we've come through COVID. Things are going to change. They're not going to change. They're going to get worse. Young people, you better get involved. Young people, you register. Young people, you engage. Young people, you get involved in home sales. You get involved in prayer meetings. You get involved in, 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 in political activism. You get involved in society. You get involved on the SR. You get involved to be a voice of hope in a world of darkness in the name of Jesus. No matter what political party you are in, you, you serve in that political party to bring God's kingdom order to South Africa. Are you listening to me? We, we have to be Christians with a different mindset not a mindset of isolation. Because if the country goes down the toilet, you're going with it. Right? You can pray every day, Shandai, Hyundai, Taimai, Bowtai. You can do 50 Hail Marys a day. Um, You can do whatever you want to do. Uh, Fast for 500 days this year of 365 days. 
you know, I mean, go to the extra mile. But if the, if the state fails, that's it. Verstaan jy? Because we think we just have to pray. That's the frog sitting in the pot. And the water is warming up. And now the frog is sitting with the two little frogs, the children. And now the dad frog also sits there. And all they do is they've got their little life. And they think, we're going to believe God for breakthrough this year. But your breakthrough is not an individual breakthrough. We need a breakthrough for all the people of South Africa. We need this whole country to prosper. We need the lights to come on in South Africa. We need the whole country to be educated. We need the healthcare system to be rectified in South Africa. Please listen and say amen because it's the truth. We need jobs for our people. We need investment in this country. We need politicians who actually will care for the people of South Africa. Not those who think they're untouchable and they can stay in power no matter what they do. I've said this for years. If people will not serve the people, God will remove them. And I have respect for our president because I respect the office and, and everybody else I will talk to with respect like Paul did, Jesus did, to political offices. I'm not against politicians. We have ministers in the church, etc. But listen, serve the people. You, you are servants of the people. The people are not your slaves. You are responsible to make sure people have jobs, people have food security, people have electricity. That's your responsibility. That's why you are in power. You do your job. You do your job so that the people can do their jobs in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen here tonight? So when we talk about change, when I flew to Australia now, I always talk to people um, on the airport, airplanes, etc. And so many people were immigrating. Not just white people, by the way. 75% of the people I spoke to were black people and colored people. Excuse me for bringing skin color in the equation that have no hope for South Africa. Just said, we're out of here. Yes. People that are sending their kids out of South Africa because it's very difficult now for, to say to a young person, stay in this country with, with the lack of opportunities and the continued unwillingness by those in power to change this country. But I have hope and I believe we have a window of opportunity if the church of Jesus Christ will arise in South Africa over the next 12, 15 months, we can bring radical change and transformation. And when we get things right in South Africa, we will have investment without other countries controlling the people of South Africa. And we will have jobs for our people. And those who have left South Africa will come back to South Africa. And we will build a beautiful country because that's the vision we see. That's the future we see. To build something for our children's children, children. And this is why we are alive, child of God. Not just to sing hallelujah on a Sunday. Not just to say your morning prayer and your devotion. Those things are important. But you are here to occupy space. You are here to be excellent in all you do. You are here to have dominion. You are here to carry the image of Christ in your world. You are here to change the world that you find yourself in as a student. You are here to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You are here to be a difference maker, to shape the culture of the day, to shape the history of the moment. That's why you are alive at this time. 
you could have lived 200 years ago, but God predestined you to be alive at this hour. This is your hour to arise and shine and to stand up in the grace and in the power and the anointing of Jesus Christ and to take Christ beyond the walls into the world and to change the world and to bring healing and justice to the people of our land and the people of our world. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. I am not a negative person, but I'm a statistician. I look at statistics and statistics tell me we are a failed state at this moment. Seven million phone calls in the last year to 10111 that were unanswered. Seven million people that reached out and there were no police to help these people. How can these people stay in power if they do not care about the people of South Africa? We need to say enough is enough so that this country can be better and people in power have to get the message from the church that we will stand up and we will see a new and a better South Africa for our children and our children's children. And listen, I'm not 20 years old, so I don't care to get in trouble. I've been in trouble enough with people for saying what I say. I don't care. I don't do this after 37 years to give you a little goosebump as a 20 year old or to pacify you that are sitting there scrutinizing me with your brain, your 7% that know nothing about me, but you've got your little doctrine that is so irrelevant it helps nobody. I have no time to engage you. Zero. The time is too urgent. Too urgent for your little, your little theological debate that is worthless as spit because it says nothing, does nothing, helps no one. That is not Christianity because it helps no one. Zero. Nothing. While we sit here, people are going to hell. While we sit here, women are being raped. While we sit here, children are being molested. While we sit here, this very hour, while we sit here, while we sit here, kids haven't had a meal today. While we sit here, people wake up tomorrow hopeless. They have no jobs. While we sit here, and we want the glory cloud, and we want a debate. No, we can't allow it any longer. Not after 20 years of so-called democracy. We can't allow it. And I speak like this because a lot of people follow me and watch me. And I have a gift of provocation. Other people say of offense, which I use. Because people get mad and they have to think. Some of you are going to leave here tonight, Chief. You're going to be so mad. So I'm never putting my foot back there. Good, I got the right reaction. Because you're in your little zone that is meaningless. You live in your black world of isolation and you just want to talk down on every white person. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Your black racism is as bad as your white, as white racism. There's place for neither in this world. Can I have a louder amen than that in Jesus' name? Time for truth. Time for discernment.
And time for all the pastors, all the leaders, church leaders to stand up and change their message from little kumbaya messages on a Sunday. There'll be a time for it again, but not right now. Right now, we need to mobilize our, our world. We need to change South Africa. I'm not negative, but listen to me. 40% unemployment. Where do you think this is going to go? Huh? 75% of young people can't get jobs. Where do you think this is going to end? Huh? You know where? If there's not a divine intervention, can I tell you where? Revolution. Revolution. It, 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 it's, it's by the grace of God that we've not had a revolt in this country. It's by the grace of God. Prayer, the church, leadership that have suppressed it. But it's like a ticking time bomb. And, and the, the, the challenge is people don't even realize this. They go ride this little bicycle on a Sunday morning. And they don't realize that everything you know today and everything you have today can be gone tomorrow. Gone. Weg. Finito. Because as a Christian, you're not asserting the hour and engaging and doing everything in your power to help those who are suffering, to lift up those who are poor, and to make it your mission in life to break the yoke of slavery over other people's lives. Sin, blindness, darkness, unemployment, these are things that should concern us as Christians. I go to conferences and I'm a total different speaker. Everyone wants me to talk about the spiritual stuff and I can do it. I'm a revivalist. I can do it. I can come next Sunday, bring a cloud of glory, get you all on the floor, etc., etc. But are you going to then get up and go change the people actually? Are you actually going to go do what you should be doing? Are you? Or are you going to be in the vacuum, the coma Christian that's looking for another goosebump week after week after week after week after week? And what are we looking for? Huh? We are the move of God. We don't need a move from heaven. We, we carry the glory. We carry Christ, the image of Christ. We, when we go, God goes. When we speak, God speaks. When we pray, God prays. When we move, God moves. Every place the soul of our foot shall tread upon, God says, I've given you. God says, you go possess the land. You occupy the land. You drive out the Hittites, the Jebusites. You drive out the Philistines. You take dominion and you bring a change to your world. Jesus' name. Sit down, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed in all our churches. We're closing our service. Um, chaos. I had a lot of chaos in my life as a young person. A lot of chaos. I don't think any area of my life was right. Emotional chaos. Habits. Mindset. Words. Everything was chaotic in my life. And I went to church, by the way. And I prayed every night. Never had a relationship with Jesus Christ, ever. That's the starting point. It, it's never where we find ourselves. It's when we discover that we are lost and we are in a vacuum of emptiness and we need help. We need salvation. And you sitting in this place tonight, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe at one time you did, but you've grown cold. Maybe you've wandered away from Jesus. Maybe you've lost yourself. I don't know. But tonight you can make a decision. And tonight you can come back to Jesus Christ. Tonight you can surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Tonight you can say, I'm getting up out of my mess. Tonight, sitting in Potchefstroom, Daan Bloemfontein in Cape Town in Durban, 
in Port Elizabeth, in all our fantastic churches there in Johannesburg. Tonight, if you had to die, you say, Pastor, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. Well, you can change it tonight. You can take the first step in the right direction because everything starts with choice. And tonight you can come and surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Or tonight, like the prodigal son, you can come back. Jy sê nie vanavond, jy nie geloof sekerheid nie, jy het nie vrede met God nie. As jy vanavond so sterwe, dan weet jy nie so vir jemel te sal gaan. Ek wil weer sê vanavond, die Bible is baie duidelik in Johannes 5, hy sê, hy wil die sê net in die lewe. Hy wil die sê waar God nie het, nie het nie die lewe nie. Hierdie ding het ek geskryf is, so dat jy kan weet wat gloed in dan van die sê van God, dat hulle ewig lewe het. So as jy die sê van God het, dan weet jy. Jy weet het, jy weet het, jy weet het, jy weet het, jy weet jy saaks reg, my heren. As jy twyfel vanavond, moet jy jou saak reg maak, my heren en met jou leven oorgeen, die Heere. As jy van aan aan jou stil doodslaan, jy weet nie dat jy hemel toe gaan, en beteken dat jy nie sekerheid nie. En die enigste meer wat jy sekerheid gaan kry, is jy met die naam van die Heere aanroep, jy met Jesus aanneem, as jy salig maak en het verloster, jy moet terugkeer na jou eerste liefde toe. Revelation God's very clear, it says, cold, hot, it's okay, lukewarm, I can't handle. We need to change our world, but that change starts with us tonight. Forget your friends, forget those who are around you, listen to your heart. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Tonight you're sitting in this place in one of our churches to say, Pastor, I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I want to surrender all to Jesus. If that is the desire of your heart, quietly, wherever you are, just lift your hand up high. I want to say a prayer for you quickly. Raise it high, 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 all over this place. God bless you, bless you, many hands everywhere. Lift it, lift, 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 lift. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you, bless you, bless you, lift it. Now, thank you, God bless you. The back, God bless you, bless you. Slip it up, come on. In your heart, there's a witness. God's talking to you tonight. Say yes, 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 yes. Amen. I really do believe that uh, when we get saved, God depends on us, God counts on us. And uh, we have a great responsibility the greatest responsibility is to get people saved. Religion without compassion for the lost is religion. You, you, you cannot walk with God and not care about lost people. It's impossible. Because the very reason Jesus came was for lost people. I mean, sometimes pastors ask me at conference, do you give an altar call at every service? I say, yeah. Yes. They say, why? I say, because that's the mission of the church. It's not like you do it when you feel led. Because every Sunday people need to make right with God. And actually every Sunday your church members, they should be so excited to bring their people to church and so that their people can have uh, an opportunity to get saved. Because we can only take people to heaven, right? So please, the people you have been partying with, stop that crap that nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. Because snorting cocaine with that person is not helping him. That person that you're snorting cocaine with, if that person dropped dead today, that person is in hell. And you could have saved that person. You stop your nonsense. Hear me very carefully. You get serious with God. Those clubs you're hanging out and drinking with other young people, what nonsense is that if you saved? I'm not going to become legalistic with you, but what nonsense is that? We were darkness, now we are light. And if you carry darkness, you will never dominate darkness. You're a child of the light. So we want to change our world. We need young people committed. Firstly, to the, court, to, to, to the life of Christ, 
and then to the cause of Christ. I mean, it breaks my heart if I see young people that were on fire for God and now the guy's met a girlfriend and the girl's taken his soul out of him. It's actually shocking to me. What is wrong with you? Live a yimmel. Letterlijk. Kan hij eens denken? Wat is fout met jou? Kom eens, zal het ik handen op jou leen. Want dan gaan je hart in je kop klappen. Want je pa wil je niet in je kop klappen. Ik bedoel het feitelijk. Niet echt niet, want mijn schouder is nog hier echt niet. Maar hij is aan een groot ouwens. Hij was die sterk man geweest. En zijn ouder gaan jou krijgen. Je kan jou eens klappen, oké. Okay. En als iemand mij wil klappen, dan scherm je mij. Maar in elk geval. Um, Ah, ah, nia, nia, nia. Krijg je leven in orde? Get your life in order. For the sake of what God wants to do through you. Get your life in order. No guilt, no shame, but make up your mind tonight. Listen to me. When your friends die, there's never a second chance for them to get saved. Nou kan jy daar by die graf gaan staan en jy kan met jou krokodal teers gaan huil. Dit beteken niks. Niks. Jy het saam met hom die kokain gesnuif, jy het saam met hom gesuip, jy het saam met hom dronk geword, jy het nie een saak gehad oor sy saligheid nie. Nou sy dood, nou het jy skielike saak. Te laat man. Te laat. Oor mooi vir my. Te laat. Wake up to what this is about. Life and death. That's it. Everything else means nothing. Nothing. We occupy space to influence people out of darkness to light. To break poverty, which is the gospel of Christ, Luke 4 verse 18 and 19. That's our assignment as Christians. Not to seek a lifestyle. A lifestyle is a benefit. And whatever it may be, it's irrelevant. God will take care of you. But those things don't matter in heaven. They don't matter. Sure, you have to pay the bills and God's going to bless you in your job, your career. But seek His kingdom first and walk with God. He'll give you ideas. As I said, in chaos or opportunities, that's when you become creative. That's when you're innovative. That's when God, when everybody else is negative, God's going to show you the advantage. You're going to buy property. People just want to run out of South Africa. You're going to buy property for half the market value, renovate it, sell it, make money, whatever it is. There, there are so many opportunities. But if you're just going to live life half-hearted, you can pray and pray and pray. But you, if you're a lazy bum, your prayer is not being answered. You're not getting your breakthrough. You're not getting the job. You have to change and bring order to your own life personally and become you, the best version of you so God can take you places. Are you hearing me? Huh? Please hear me. I care about you enough to be honest brutally with you. Okay. Your beauty girl may carry you for so long and people may be impressed by your outer beauty but you are more than just a beautiful face. Can we agree on that? Huh? 
You have the image of Christ, which is much greater. Much greater. You take care of yourself. You look after yourself. You, you become secure in Christ. So you can fulfill what God has for you on this earth. Right? Huh? Amen. It's an honor to pray with all of you. Put your hand on your heart. In all our churches, everybody pray with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I surrender my life to you. Thank you for loving me just as I am. I believe with all my heart, you are the Christ. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you are alive. Tonight, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I surrender every area of my life back to you. Thank you for your grace that saves me and changes me to follow you and to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. And we give God praise with the angels. Hallelujah. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.